0: What did you eat for breakfast?
1: An apple. I just had it. And coffee, because you always have to have coffee.
0: You are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Business. 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 Musicians. Musicians were gorgeous. Musician, Recommendation. Recommendation. I, recommend. I, I. Promotion. I, I. promotion. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Live shows, Live show. Dusing. 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 Touring. Dusing. 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 Touring. Streaming. overcoming, Then awesome. over. over. oh. anxiety, Accomplishment. Dealing This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company, located in Fort Worth, Texas. You may remember I talked to Justin back in Episode 5 about the merch industry and his passion for music and working with bands and artists. Do you need help with your merch? Skinny Armadillo specializes in quality apparel decoration, including screen printing, embroidery, design, digital on-demand printing, web stores, fulfillment, and more. Contact Skinny Armadillo now to find out how you can grow your merch sales, discover the current printing technologies, or to get a quote. Call 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. That's 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. Right now, the Skinny Armadillo is running a spring cleaning sale to clear up the clutter and old stock items. Get free printing up to two colors on any in-stock lot of apparel or free embroidery up to 8,000 stitches on in-stock hat lots. Visit the Skinny Armadillo on Facebook or Instagram and sign up to get access to the current sale list. Certain restrictions apply. Please see post for full details. Keep up to date with the podcast by going to musiconyourownterms.com and signing up for the mailing list. While you're there, check out the show notes to every episode featuring photos, videos, and music links. Browse the Music On Your Own Terms merch store and maybe pick up something for the missus. Consider supporting this podcast through my Patreon account to get exclusive content. Finally, please leave me a review on iTunes because it really helps the podcast get noticed. The more you can help get the word out, the more people I can help improve their business by way of the awesome information that my guests share with you guys. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode 44 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Returning to the podcast this episode is my good friend Joanna Haggerty of JPH Creative. We find out what Joanna has been up to since episode 31 in her economic development role in the local community and about her recent move away from event production. The bulk of the discussion, however, focuses on the current coronavirus situation, what it means for the creative community, ways in which we can adapt in our businesses and be mindful of our mental health during these difficult times. We talk about ways in which you can quote unquote recession-proof your business, and taking the time to learn skills to prepare yourself for the other side of the situation. We round out the discussion, looking to the future and hear a track from one of Joanna's musical clients. So with that, let's get into the interview. All right, welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Uh rejoining me today is Joanna Haggerty. How are you doing?
1: Oh, you know. Enjoying my little brand new home in Asheville, North Carolina, really intimately. <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask as my first question, um, you know, what have you been up to since uh, we chatted last?
1: Gosh, when did we chat? Was it November, December?
0: Um, I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. So I've been plugging along on my freelance new business that's been called JPH Creative. We talked about last time. Um, I've been slowly working and beta testing some of my online programs, both online and in person. Um, and we can talk more about that. I'm sure that the direction of our conversation will go a little bit to how to re- recession-proof your business to some degree. For sure. Um, and so I've, I've been focused on that a little, which was interesting timing because I'd already been doing a little more digital work. So that kind of worked well for me. Um, and then I picked up a couple freelance contracts here in Asheville, North Carolina, around entrepreneurial development and workforce development and economic support. So I've been diving back into a little more local work as well, um, which I always have really enjoyed doing. So, And then I just moved on Sunday, so I've been staying fairly busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds sounds like it. Um, well, cool. Well, let, let's jump into the... Um the local business development just to just to give a bit of background on that and that is for the women's workforce something
1: i love it keep trying it's called the western women's business center um that was it and essentially, they are a subsidiary program of the Small Business Administration, mm-hmm. and probably most of your listeners have something similar in their area. It could be, um, you know, a business development fund um, that's supported by the Small Business Administration. But so the the government kind of gives money to these state organizations and then these nonprofit programs to do workforce development, to support with loans, to help you grow a business plan, to help you learn, you know, how to fill out accounting documents. You know, it's really across the board on what each one of the programs does. So here in Western North Carolina, we have an unbelievably robust, small startup and artist entrepreneurial workforce. I mean, we're huge, Um, even Mm. in such a small number, to be honest, compared to other big cities. So yeah, it's been fun. I've been helping get their strategic plan in order, you know, helping them figure out how to grow over the next couple months to years and really starting to market more to the artists because we've talked about this a lot. You know, artists don't always see themselves as small business owners or entrepreneurs, but the moment they make that shift, the more powerful their career is, the more you know goal setting they have, the better their finances tend to be. so yeah, it's been fun folding my artist community into a little more formalized business planning
0: <laughs> that's cool so do you do you find that there's um, a lack of creative um, businesses in that space and you kind of push them towards it, or do they pop up and you kind of almost kind of veer towards them in a way or like how how how's the numbers there
1: yeah it's it's interesting because different industries that are still considered creative to some degree get this better so i would say the tourism industry understands their small businesses and so those are the restaurants the music venues you know, even the tour guide facilities, which we have an abundance of mm-hmm. here in Asheville because we have breweries, we have outdoor places, we have experiential activities for people to do. So our, our tour industry itself is actually really big. So a lot of those industries will come into the classes, will reach out for support, but the musicians, the fine artists, um, some of the event workers, a lot of them I think still are struggling with that mentality of seeing themselves as artists, but, or as entrepreneurs, but I would say, you know, this podcast and the work that I do and the one-on-one coaching I do with artists to change their mentality allows that conversation to be
0: moved forward for Mm. sure. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, any new, uh, clients that you can talk about that, um, have had like an interesting marketing plan or, have done something really creative that you don't normally see?
1: Oh man, that's a great question. Um, You know, when I do one-on-one coaching, I would say that all of my clients, and right now my caseload with one-on-one clients is sitting around 12 clients. Um, Each one of them has their own very unique marketing plan. Like one of my fine artists is really trying to figure out how to step into educating both from like an art history perspective mm-hmm. and from a fine artist process perspective. And so we've been, you know, dabbling in a myriad of marketing ideas. So he's working on both face-to-face workshops, which is going to be more of a unique thing right now in our current circumstances, right. but also He is working on his blog posts and getting a really nice, robust line of content that he's putting out. Mm. And I think that what I notice is any real, authentic, and engaging marketing plan really thinks about that individual artist or business and their own brand and really finds the best marketing tools for that. And I would say also, too, again, given the circumstances, having a mix of digital and face-to-face both marketing and products that you are available to sell or services you can offer in more than one platform is going to be really important to think about moving forward right right now, you know? absolutely.
0: (laughs) I mean, even my dad just texted me the other day and said, you know, my, my chiropractor friend was looking to see other ways of serving his clients because he can't, you know, a lot... I'm not sure what the lockdown status is in in England, but um, like he was saying, like how does he do like a, a Skype call with his um, with his clients to see how they can help themselves do you yeah. know suggest exercises, and I just you know I I just spouted off a bunch of accounts that he should be on and you know maybe think about uh, you know providing some kind of daily or weekly post. Just to, just to get, you know, get the word out there. But yeah, absolutely. Everyone, uh, I think this whole situation will be, if, if you want to look at it in the positive light, which I think you should, um, is going to mean that people double down on their, uh, their social media presences, um, you know, and, and learn new skills, take the, uh, the opportunity to learn, um, the technology we have out there.
1: Yeah. We're so lucky in our modern world right now that we have those kinds of resources because recessions have happened. Virus lockdowns have happened. This is not a new thing. This is new for a lot of us in our lifetime, but this is not an uncommon thing for humanity to experience. And we've been at the precipice of needing a really big shift. And those of you who are a little more spiritually inclined or even some of the astrology that's out there right now, like it's Everything, even science has been articulating that these are the kinds of things we 're going to see, and to create mm-hmm. this new world, we need our artists to sit on the forefront of being new and innovative and There are amazing resources right now people didn't have the internet before you know we don 't have the right. we didn't have the ability to live stream concerts and to stay connected to each other. We were very isolated, and so I think there's a beautiful opportunity amidst all of the fear and uncertainty because we all are allowed to feel that we can mourn the loss of something that hasn't worked really great for a lot of people and let that go so we can vision what's new so yeah i see it as a lot of potential for hope and growth and change in a lot of ways you know our last conversation was not super kind to government programs (laughs) and the ways that they handle themselves for sure so I think there's there's merit for really listening deeply as to what's going on and how can I show up as my best version right now for sure. Yeah,
0: totally. Um. So on that note, I mean, let's let's kind of discuss. You know what are the what are the things that we could be doing as creatives during this time? I mean, you know, let let's um, yeah, let's think about some outside of the box, um, you know, strategies we can do. Yeah. I mean, I
1: I definitely think that understanding the digital scope right now is first and foremost really important and figure out how you can tap in. You know, there are things like Patreon and Kickstarters and all of these platforms that have allowed people to ask for their community support as they're growing projects. But then the Mm -hmm. next step is you have to realize what is my project going to be used for? Is it just to have people calm down because that's a very important tool right now is it to activate people to motivate and be better you know you have to really listen to what that purpose is and then use that tool not in the kim kardashian influencer way where you just put a hot photo online it's like you really (laughs) want to curate good content in the right way at the right time right now this is not about begging people for money or asking people to solve your problems it's about realizing a new reality and artists have a lot to say and we help people learn how to move through their emotions and to create a better world so I think you every artist and creative I work with right now I'm really charging them to find their true purpose and that doesn't mean it has to be perfect right now right we're allowed to have bad days and stay in our pjs like again you don't have to be the most productive person right now but you should be sitting quietly and figuring out how you can solve your part of the world's problems and then you can create whatever, you know, again, sales funnels or marketing tools around that concept. So yeah. to me, that's number one.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally feel like you mentioned Patreon and I just started my own Patreon account, um, but I don't, my, my personal view on it is now is not the right time to be asking for money. Now yeah. is really the time to kind of figure out your, um, your broad persona online, your, your presence, learn the tools, you know, maybe, maybe get a following. I mean, people are doing online concerts and, you know, streaming, but I really don't think people will be that successful asking for money because people are very, uh, people are going to be very, um, conservative in their spending right now. So, um, you know, the other thing, and, and, and. That being said about uh, gaining your audience, you know, I think because everyone is stuck inside and everyone is doing the same thing, there's going to be so much more noise out there than there was before. Yeah. So even trying to gain an audience is, it's partly difficult, but also it's going to be, there's more eyes on social media than there ever was before because people aren't doing anything else. So Mm-hmm. You know that I just think you have to pick your battles in this time and kind of Absolutely. look within yourself right now. Make great art so that when things get better, you're ready and you can you can get back out there and launch on all cylinders.
1: Exactly, and I I want to completely agree with that. And I think there are maybe a few unique ways. Again, when recessions hit, when viruses like this hit there are a few unique ways people can make money. Some of my artist friends are making masks that are working really well right now to help offset the fact that there just aren't enough masks in the world right now for all of Mm. us to to have. So I think there's some unique opportunities, but outside of those unique opportunities, you're right. It's time for you to sit deeply Find your purpose and create your plan for what the hopefully new world looks like. And I think Patreon and some of these tools are great tools, but it's not about jumping and getting that set up right away. It's about being really strategic. And again, finding what your voice is going to be, you know, right now Mm -hmm. we have a lot of fear and then we have a lot of people sitting on the side of seeing this as a good opportunity. What's your unique voice that's going to cut through this noise that's going to help a group of people who feel like they maybe aren't being heard right now or understood, you know, there is an opportunity, but it does present its own challenges for sure.
0: Absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah. well, you, you mentioned making masks, but the thought that went into my uh, brain right there was just, <laughs> I really wish I was into steampunk and had yes. gotten a couple of like, <laughs> pl- you know, old school plague masks, yeah, you know, they might they might be quite useful right now, but yeah, you know, it wouldn't be funny, but it would be funny walking down the street with a you know, uh, what century was that sixteenth, fifteenth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, um, you know, plague mask walking down the street. Well, but, yeah. and
1: and the creatives like you and I, and the mental health workers I used to work with, and I'm sure a lot of the healthcare professionals right now, like a little bit of dark humor and acknowledging that death is happening and homelessness is a really dangerous thing right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's okay to, to jest a little bit, right? Because sometimes you laugh to keep from crying and sometimes you need to cry too, but you're okay to feel all of those feels and to get a little light sometimes, right? Don't just stay completely heavy and wrapped up in the fact that our entire world might change right now, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. <laughs> and
1: at least is changing right now to some degree.
0: Yes, it is. So, I mean, that's a good segue. Um, you know, let's talk about mental health. What, you know, what can we do? And to, I mean, obviously we want to stay mindful of what we're, our uh, self-talk, making sure we're not being, you know, overly, uh you know paying attention to all the news and and you know really cut yourself off from that for a bit you have mm-hmm. to stay informed but you don't want to be uh focusing on it you you really want to make sure that you're mindful of where your head is so what other strategies can we do to keep ourselves in check during this time
1: yeah i mean i think that there's two immediate things i would hit on one is really knowing your own tells, right? For me, I'm someone who when I start to like snap at other people or get a little short with my words, I'm exhausted and I need to tap out for a minute and go be by myself. Other people, you know, just so know where you are, know your levels and know what kind of support, what your tools are. I'm a bath kind of girl. I'm a get out in nature kind of lady. So what are those things that help you tap back into your body and heart and soul, and help you acknowledge these fears and emotions, but also move through them because both of those are important. You can't completely disassociate, but you can't completely live within them. So just knowing your levels and your highs and your lows. And if you haven't done that a lot, because some of us spend our whole lives working on this and others have not. And for those Mm -hmm. of you who haven't, this is the time to start answering those questions right do you need to journal about your thoughts and behaviors to start seeing your patterns because the more you understand your patterns the more my second piece of advice will make sense where create a routine that keeps you in a really healthy place you know for me if we're all sitting at home for the next weeks to months who knows If you don't have structure for yourself on when you're working, when you're playing, when you're doing all of these things that keep you balanced, then you're just going to tailspin. And that's really a very common behavior for people when something gets taken away is to not know how to replace that behavior. So if you really loved your work routine, mock it similar to that. You know, I work nine to five and then after five I do this. You know, you can find a way to get those needs met. And if you're very extroverted... Use those social tools, digital call your friends and have video chats, have f- campfires together, you know, at safe distances. There's ways for you to get your needs met, but you have to know what those needs are, and then work on building this routine around. For some of us who've worked at home a lot,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, we, right. we've we been working on this process a little bit longer. And those of you who haven't, I totally understand. It's taken me years to get to this place of knowing how to set a routine and knowing some of my tells. And just, you know, on that note, Simon, like if any of your people who are listening are resonating with that and like, don't feel like they have good routines for themselves. Like I'm happy to open up some free phone calls right now and just hop on the phone with people and support their mental health in this time or strategic plan, like no charge, just like get on the phone with some people and connect. So if anybody's needing that kind of support and that's resonating, like, please let them know I'm available.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely add um, your contact details at the end of good. the episode. Obviously, um, and Great. you know, on that note, you know, everyone check out the previous episode because um, that was a lot of fun. Um, there's, there's a, but there's a lot of good tools, and you know, and uh, talk about these things as well in that episode. Unfortunate, but fortunate that we we're having this chance to uh, speak about these things right now, but. As I've said, necessity is the mother of invention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also realizing that, you know, sometimes you got to just sit quiet and be sad and scared for a minute too. And that that's totally acceptable too. There's, there's these sort of two polarized sides, like I said, right now. And I just want to remind us, we just want to get back to our own balance and our whole world's been so off balance for so long that that feels really foreign to most of us. So I'm just, I think we can all encourage ourselves to have a little compassion for it all and. And let's really vision what we could be doing that's so much better because a lot of times we would just say, oh, well, that's just the government or that's just how it goes or you'll never be able to change things. Well, that's not true right now. We have a great responsibility to make deep systemic change if we want to.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So. We've, we've mentioned um, talking about going into learning the tools that are available and things like that. But what, mm-hmm. what other things do you think are going to be a positive outcome for this?
1: Well, you know, as an economic development specialist, one of the things I study is, you know, what societies do when we go into recessions or when we have viruses or when mass things like this happen. And there is a great history of innovation in times like this and i expect a lot Mm. of people to be learning one of the recession-proof industries as i've mentioned is education so if you have something to offer that's going to move the world forward right now package that and sell that in an affordable way because education is really necessary in this time and so i think there's going to be a lot of learning I think there's going to be a lot of really amazing art that's coming out. I mean, I don't know what's going on in your local area, but I've just seen so much art pouring out from all of my community here and everybody has so much to express right now. There's so much power in that and let's take that charge. And yeah, I think learn how to educate each other and learn how to educate yourself right now is one of the biggest things that we're going to see coming out of this right now.
0: Oh, for sure. I, um, however, the one downside I've seen so far is everyone who's, uh, like writing an album or a song, it just comes out as quarantined.
1: Yeah, no. And there's, so I'm
0: like, there's a yeah, challenge. Let's, let's yeah. stop using that. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's a challenge, but also we understand too, uh, economically and as a grand society, each one of these artists is processing their own perspective. So yes, you know, we're going to have a lot of babies nine months from now. We're going to have a lot of songs about quarantine. There's going to be, you know, societal similarities. But again, the creatives and the artists are going to be the ones who are going to be on the forefront of dealing with the basic conversation of quarantine. And then what's next? Okay, we're all stuck in our houses. How the heck are we going to use this to the greatest good right now? You know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, possibly uh, have a look at Marie Kondo's book start dumping all the, um, the excess stuff. Oh my
1: God. Moving was such an interesting thing. It like happened just as sort of social isolating and distancing was really becoming really big in my area. And I just found it so fascinating for me just to be looking at all of the crap I had accumulated, which wasn't even that much and still just be like, so much of this is so not necessary and just Mm -hmm. be ready to shed and ready to take on this new responsibility i mean in particular as of last year i was an event producer almost exclusively and my universe completely put me in a different direction to step back into my education self back into my economic development self and if i hadn't had done that right now i'd be exactly where every musician or other event producer is and I take that with great reverence. I feel like the universe and I were on our own level, having our own conversation. And I very strongly feel like I'm meant to be at this place supporting these artists who just can't change that reality right now. A lot of us live in that gig economy and we're going to have to revision how this is looking moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um but I I do think that there's a a decent size of, uh, of artists and creatives that still hold on to that that thought that hey you know if I write music and I go out and play gigs I should get big, um, and again you know I might be just reiterating something we've already said but I do think that this will give a lot of people more of an insight into that there's other ways of you know getting your music out there other than just going to the gig that. You're probably only playing to five people. You know, it's it's really going to charge that innovation.
1: Right. Well, and as we've known for a long time, uh, corporate um, greed, for lack of a better word, has exploited artists and creatives. And so artists have been wrestling this battle. That's, we talked about Patreon and Kickstarter and these things. But yeah, for some reason, the mentality of, if I just love my art and I go perform it for people, it will get there is still really Mm. deeply ingrained. And we have to break that. We have to think about what would it be like if I considered myself the next Disney? You know, one of the clients I've been working with the last several months is, uh, what's they, what they call an experiential art museum. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of Meow Wolf or Color Factory, but So it's these amazing museums where each room is so curated. It's got a story. It's tactile. You can engage. But imagine if we had opened that up last year, you know, with the disease issues we currently have. That whole space, we wouldn't have thought about the kind of sanitation that was necessary. wouldn't have thought about some of these things.
0: No, for sure. So
1: there's really beautiful opportunities right now because the client I just had just said, you know, As hard as it's been not to have this up and running, there's a reason that it isn't yet. And we can come at this from a very different perspective now and still use and capitalize on the fact that experiences are what people are really investing in, but how do we do that in a safe way? And how do we do that consi- being considerate of our earth and just not overproducing totally. stuff that's going to destroy it later too? So there, there is some really cool opportunities to be super inventive, but you know what? We have to think like a business. No, we don't have to be a corporation that doesn't care about our earth. I think the concept of B corporations or nonprofits or the triple bottom line concept of, People, planet earth. I think that's what artists should be focused on, but you have to add the business acumen side and set the goals, set the financial you know, levels, be checking those things. And I think if we can educate our artists to step over that threshold right now and allow artists to be treated more like businesses, then I think we'd see a huge growth because Meow Wolf opened in twenty fourteen and as of twenty seventeen they had over three hundred full time artist employees who had that's healthcare awesome. benefits. I mean, there is a way for us artists to sit on the precipice of making money in our current reality, but doing it for the right purposes so that artists mm. get to thrive.
0: Absolutely. That's that's really cool. So let's look forward um you know i i think I think it's really important to um to kind of look forward beyond what we 're experiencing now and you know give ourselves some hope um even yeah. if it doesn't necessarily materialize in the same way um mm-hmm. what what does the um what does the future look like for you
1: me personally or my perspective on what's to come for us as sort of a society
0: uh Let's start with you personally. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, um, you know, like I said, interestingly enough, the universe was already pushing me out of um, event production, which is a very up and down risky business in general, let alone when there's natural disasters and a lot of disease going around. Um, And it's really pushing me towards education. And Mm. every single artist or client that I work with that I can empower to see themselves as better. I mean, some of the clients I've been able to work with at the Western Women's Business Center have been sort of in the healthcare industry, which when I did mental health work, I saw how broken those systems were too. And so to be able to support artists in growing their careers and seeing themselves grow and take leadership and healthcare professionals and people who just want to challenge our current system. So I have a very quiet, subversive responsibility right now, I feel like, to (laughs) break down corporate knowledge and tools for those of us who really care about our earth right now. And it just feels very, very important for me to stay in that lane and to just almost be the person pulling these two worlds together, you know, that Mm. haven't really ever seen each other for a long time.
0: Right. So. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, what do, what do you think the world looks like after this?
1: Whew. Um, well there's there's multiple avenues, but I'm going to go with the one that I really dream for and hope for, and I hope that we really look at ourselves and really look at how quickly we were able to almost completely change our patterns of living. I mean, overnight cities start cities started shutting down restaurants started changing to to-go foods and all of these things like we are capable of making giant drastic change and i hope that as we're watching smog clear up in places and we're watching you know animals come back to areas they hadn't lived in in decades mm-hmm. that we realize that that was the call we needed to change some of our patterns of being and You know, I was on a webinar the other day with uh, one of my friends who's an astrologer and a marketer. I love these people who sit in the spirit and sort of the the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really important nowadays. But she was talking so much about that's astrologically what we're being called to do. We're being called to get rid of this old shit that isn't serving us and vision something new. And so, yeah, I really hope that it's more eco-friendly businesses and more triple bottom line businesses. I hope it's rebalancing the fact that our teachers and our healthcare workers and our food service workers who are literally sustaining us right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting paid pennies, I hope that we can change that game too. I hope that billionaires realize that nobody really needs a billion dollars, you know, and that that money can come back into our economies right. to generate the right kinds of things. So that's what I'm pushing for. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and somewhat of the pessimist in me has a perspective on what I think will happen, but what I'm shooting for is that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's go for broke and, uh, See if we can change the human race,
1: yeah. And I mean, you know, the laws of attraction and manifestation and this conversation of what you think about becomes reality is becoming more mainstream. It's not just for the woo woo spiritual people of this world, and I think that that's really healthy and important realizing that the more thoughts that you perpetuate, it's just energy. You're just vibrating energy. And if I'm going to vibrate energy, it's going to be for the world that I think is going to serve us all best. Absolutely. I mean, I might keep in the back of my mind the reality so I know what might also come, but I'm going to expect us to be better and I'm going to be better myself for that.
0: Excellent. Good, good, (laughs) good words to uh, live by.
1: Thanks. What about you? Will you tell me what you think
0: you, you see coming? <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, You're- I'm definitely more of a pessimist, um, but I, I'm, ho- <laughs> I'm hopeful that, you know, it, it will, you know, open people's eyes of what actu- what change can actually happen. You know, if yeah. we're talking, um, you know, ecologically, you know, i really i really do hope that people pay more attention to what they're throwing away what they're reusing just what they're buying that they d- really don't need you know all this crap that they're buying and that just yeah. ends up in the in the dump um yeah. you know i really hope that the oceans kind of take a breather and may you know maybe on some level that's that's what the planet has decided it's going to do did you did you ever see um george carlin about his 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 riff on plastic, is like you yes, know, most definitely yeah. Just like it's just shedding us off, you know. It's it's yeah. just gonna you know it's gonna be fine. It wanted plastic. It just <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't remember the exact sketch, but you know, I really maybe that's what the Earth is doing.
1: Well, I mean, you know, again, science is, is for me personally, the closest thing I would say I have to a religion, mm-hmm. um, because science really explains a lot of these patterns. And I remember in middle school learning the carrying capacity term, and I, the first thought I had was, well, aren't humans going to hit that at some point? And scientifically, we have been telling ourselves that, and climate change has been telling ourselves that, but... If we don't listen, then things just get more dramatic, you know, that's just literally scientific proof that we haven't been living harmoniously with ourselves. And, you know, one of the points that I've thought a lot about is I can't believe how much conversation is about washing your hands and finding toilet paper and those things. Those are great, but those are all external things that are still putting Band-Aids over the fact that we are consuming so much processed food and the fact that we're not caring for our earth and we're not actually caring for our own bodies and beings either. So how can we expect the earth to receive us well? We're not our best selves right now, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I just, like I said, I, I feel a very big, great reverence and responsibility for this. And I think staying in the realistic slash pessimistic world, I think is very important, but also being able to see what we could learn from this and be better and do different is is a powerful opportunity right now.
0: For sure. As we said, uh, where, where can people find you, get in contact with you and get an idea of what you're doing right now?
1: Um the best would be Instagram although honestly the last like month uh I kind of just went a little dark personally because I was moving um some contracts I was having were transitioning so I haven't been super present but you can always um DM me and it's just j p h creative Um, You should be able to find me easily that way. I also have a website, jphcreative.lpages.co, and that's just got a little bit of information, but you will expect to see over the next few weeks while I'm getting into my new routine for me to actually start taking more of this online education content and to make it available. Um, that had been my goal again previously and the universe is really at least affording me the opportunity to do that now. Um, and so I'm really grateful and thankful. And like I said, you know, Simon, please put in the show notes, like I'll give you my email address too. Um, and people can just email me or DM me if they just want to chat about mental health or how their mental health is impacting their business or what are some other smart revenue streams right now, because I truly understand the gig economy is scrambling and I want to be available to support you guys. Um, And I've thought a lot about this and there's a lot of individualized resources that I can suggest once I know better what your, you know, experience is right now.
0: Very cool. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. And I can't wait. You and I are going to hopefully get on a, a chat at some point and talk a little bit more about what products and services for, you know, our own businesses, too, which is nice. I've been super thankful to have you as a digital colleague who I met online. We've never met in person. We you know, but you really you check in and I just I feel really grateful to have you as a colleague and a friend right now too for sure.
0: Ditto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hooray! And and how about the next time I come on we go back to a lot of levity. This one was a little heavy, which was necessary. Um but yeah, let's go back to some more silly conversation too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like my last interview um Uh, with Sean um, Daly said, basically he said the same thing is like every, every time there's a massive shift in humanity, the needle goes the other way. So I think we're definitely due for a a rather silly, uh, (laughs) a rather silly episode in the future. Yes,
1: I think so too. But again, I think, Take what the universe is throwing at us. Like, you know, again, one of the, the astrology sayings right now is like Saturn is giving us all the spanking and telling us everything we're doing wrong because they're the ultimate daddy of the universe. And sometimes you just got to take that lesson, you know, so everybody take your lesson, swallow your medicine and figure out how the F to be better.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of things in that sentence that I could, uh, you know, take down a rabbit hole, but I think I'll leave it.
1: Oh, you think I didn't throw that out there for just a little bit on purpose? Come on.
0: Daddy, spanking, <laughs> swallow. Come on.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to just take the spanking. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> and there you have it.
1: <laughs> Scene oh, ended. So awesome. Mic dropped.
0: <laughs> all right. So to end out the episode, as usual, um, I, I want to play, you know, um piece of music from somebody. So. You mentioned you're working with a, a client right now that um, you want to give a shout out to. So what what are we playing?
1: Yeah. So the universe is, you know, really strange and provides so many amazing opportunities when you really look. And one of the things was I've mentioned I just moved on Sunday and I was expecting to move in with just one of my close friends who's a writer. He's amazing. Um, and his girlfriend essentially has ended up being in social isolation with us, which was the best situ- situation for everybody. But she's a singer-songwriter, and she's unbelievably talented herself. And she's been sort of waiting for somebody, I think, like me to help her move her business forward. And so we actually now are being able to work together in this home, really concentrated on getting her Patreon set up. So when she's ready to launch it, getting her new album that she was planning on releasing soon – released in a different manner, really helping her set some of these long-term goals. So the universe has really provided me a super creative space to be able to give my gift even face-to-face with someone in this house right now. And so I thought she'd be a perfect person. Um, Her name is Catherine O'Shea. And uh, I think on Spotify, you can find the song that we're going to play. It's called Snow. And I thought it might be kind of appropriate because we've been moving from winter into spring and interesting with all of this social isolation and quarantine going on right now. Like winter is that time for sitting and thinking deeply and contemplating. And I think the universe might be asking us to do that a little bit longer this year. So I don't know. It just felt very appropriate to play. So I want to give a shout out to Catherine and y'all will see a lot more coming out from her too digitally, but I think you guys will enjoy this song.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, I did have a chance to listen to it and it's, it's, uh, it's got, um, banjo in it, I believe. Yes, and, She's but a there's, banjo player. She's but awesome. There's, but there's, uh, you know, a distorted breakdown in it, which I thought was. Yeah, I know. Cool. I loved it. <laughs> so I'm like, yes. So awesome. I love it. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there and, uh, really appreciate you coming, coming on and taking the time again. Um, as always continued success in the future. And thank you.
1: Yeah. Same to you, Simon. I'm sure we'll talk soon.
0: Alrighty. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really hope in these difficult times that my podcast gives you some outside-of-the-box ideas, some good information, hopefully some inspiration to keep pushing you in your music career. And if nothing else, I'd like to think that the discussions and the subject matter is interesting enough where it provides a good amount of entertainment as well as a learning opportunity. Don't forget to go to musiconyourownterms.com, sign up for the mailing list. Make sure you visit the show notes, in particular this episode. As Joanna mentioned in the interview, if you need some help with your mindset or your scheduling, transitioning from a work-based job to a home-based job, or just setting up your schedule and your routine, I provided a contact form so you can get in touch with Joanna directly and she'd be happy to jump on a call with you. As I mentioned last episode, I've started adding content to my Patreon page. I did say in the interview, this is not a time to really ask for money, but I just want to let you guys know that it's out there. I'm adding content. I didn't get any video of this episode because we were having issues with the bandwidth, but I actually recorded video from my last discussion with Joanna, and I'll be releasing some video content from that episode shortly. I did want to just add to the end of this episode that I really do believe that Everything is going to turn out fine. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of setbacks, a lot of financial distress. I know there's a lot of people that are sick and are dying from this virus, but I do feel that if we all pull together and stay positive as best we can, make use of the tools that we have, commit to learning, committing to stay connected with our friends, relatives, and other loved ones, I think we can all make a difference and pull through. As I mentioned in the interview, I'm really trying to focus on the silver lining. I feel that this is a reset button of sorts, that we need to take advantage of, pursue the amount of positivity we have, build on the adaptation we've managed to pull together in such a short time to continue life around dire circumstances. I really think we need to be mindful of the amount of apathy that we display when times are just seemingly okay, and there's a lot of shit going on regardless. But when everyone's affected, it changes everyone's perspective. So I think we need to hold on to this sense of urgency to improve life for everybody, not just ourselves. So as always, be excellent to each other and keep pushing the needle. This is Catherine O'Shea with Snow. Snow <laughs>
2: The snow outside on the trees, but finding myself just waiting for spring. But telling the neighbors, enjoy the snow, because none of us have got a way to get to where we need to go. In the first summer fall of the season Wondering what I have to believe in